NASA is sending human sperm right into the space station, way up there, just seeing how sperm is going to react up there at the, at the old space station. Do you really need to send sperm up there? Can't the people up there make sperm already? Is there people... I don't even know if there's people chilling in the International Space Station. I just assume they are. What's the point of a space station if there's no people up there? Or maybe they can't make sperm up there. Maybe you got to... <laughs> I mean, we still don't understand how our bodies are going to react in space completely. Maybe this is one of those mysteries. By the way, I want to give a shout out to a listener who sent me this article. I think it's very proper for Weird AF News to talk about sperm in space, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> So astronauts are going to study how microgravity affects the mobility of sperm, the mobility, how it moves. I think the best way to do that, though, is to just try and get someone pregnant in the space station or like on a space shuttle. And I will volunteer to do. Actually, I can't get anyone pregnant because I've had a vasectomy, but I'm sure you could find someone to volunteer to try that. I mean, sounds like a good time to me. Hey, what are you doing? You're screwing all the women. Yeah, it's uh, for the for the name in the name of science. <laughs> Last week, SpaceX launched CRS-14, a Dragon resupply capsule bound for the International Space Station carrying 5,800 pounds worth of tools, food, equipment, and science experiments. But tucked away somewhere among all that hardware was some frozen human and bull sperm. Uh, (laughs) The crew is going to thaw the sperm out to investigate how it acts in zero-gravity conditions. I'm a little curious about why bull sperm is a thing over there. <laughs> bull, bull sperm? Really? Bull? Bull sperm? What are you doing with that bull sperm? Uh, and also, the crew... Why can't the crew just make their own sperm? Is this not... Is I, I don't I, I got so many questions. I mean, I'm going to have to call Elon Musk and find out what's going on up there. <laughs> According to a NASA press release, the experiment is called Micro 11, and its aim is twofold. First, it's designated, it's designed to investigate how well those little sperms do in microgravity in order to understand whether human reproduction can occur in outer space. Secondly, studying the movement of sperm without the interference of gravity could reveal processes that we just can't see on Earth. You know, you would think that they would have got to the bottom of this a lot earlier than now. Okay, you're, you're now trying to find out if um, uh, reproduction can occur in space. I mean, all the people you've sent up to space, no one's tried to impregnate someone. This makes no sense to me. I mean, we're talking about living on Mars. We're talking about living in a space station out of the Earth's atmosphere. We're always talking about how do we get off the Earth? We want to live off the Earth. And you're just now figuring out whether or not we can reproduce off the Earth? This, is, this should be something we would have answered already. Look, we can't live off the Earth if we can't reproduce off Earth, okay? All this talk about Mars, all this money being poured into living on Mars, the thought of colonizing Mars, and you don't even know if we can reproduce? What the fuck have you been doing for the last 30 years, scientists? <laughs> Just looking at the rocks up there, just looking for water. Everyone's obsessed with water. Oh, is there water on it? Let's find some water. Was there? Okay, no water, but was there water? Was there water? Well, a lot of good any water's going to do if we can't make people on the fucking thing. (laughs) You ever think of that? Previous studies of spermatozoa. I just love that word, spermatozoa. I think that should be the name of a band. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) angry spermatozoa now coming to the stage angry spermatozoa (laughs) 
So previous studies of spermatozoa in space suggest that the lack of gravity might cause some problems. Yeah, of course. Most of us know the broad strokes of how mammalian reproduction works. Sperm meets the egg. Sperm fuses with egg. Reproduction is accomplished. But there's actually a lot going on in between. First, the sperm sperm cell has to be activated so its little tail can start wagging. Then it needs to build up speed and move faster while its head softens, becomes more fluid in preparation for fusion. But... Things don't go quite as planned when the sperm is in microgravity. This is a big issue, and it's something that I I thought they'd get to the bottom of. Uh, Previous experiments with sea urchin and bull sperm. Wait, sea urchins have sperm? That's weird. Are they mixing bull sperm with sea urchins? Can you impregnate uh, sea urchins with bull sperm? What's going on here? So previous experiments (laughs) suggest that activating movement happens more quickly in microgravity while the steps leading up to fusion happen more slowly, or sometimes not at all. Delays or problems at this stage could prevent fertilization from happening in space. Well, this is something we're going to have to get to the bottom of. Elon Musk, do you have any idea? We're looking for you, sir. I'm surprised this guy hasn't flown up to space in a rocket with some model and had had sex and tried this. Um, That's what I would do if I was Elon Musk. Yeah, hey, uh, I mean, who can can resist that? Oh, oh, you got a Ferrari, you got a Lamborghini, whatever. I'm Elon Musk. I got a personal rocket ship. Do you want to go up to space on this date, honey? (laughs) Yeah, well, obviously, hey, any scientists out there, can you please call into Weird AF News and tell me why the fuck is it taking so long for you to figure this out? This is something you should figure out right away because we're all talking about living in space. Please, and please apologize for the helicopters that fly overhead all the time in downtown LA. Yeah. So the number is 646-450-2012, or you can email me funnyjones at gmail.com, or DM me at funnyjones on Twitter and Instagramo. Snoop Dogg sets the Guinness record for the biggest glass of gin and juice in history. <laughs> Way to go, Snoop Dogg. Well, who else would it be, gin and juice, uh... Record. It'd be Snoop Dogg, of course. Obviously. Who else would it be? Snoop Dogg is now the holder of a Guinness World Record. This guy does everything. He's amazing. After appearing at the Bottle Rock Napa Valley Festival Saturday. What is that? That is like a um, Bottle Rock Napa Valley Fest? Is that a wine festival? It sounds like a hard... It could be a hard liquor festival if it's got, um, you know, gin involved. The rapper was reportedly joined by fellow West Coast hip-hop legend Warren G and and top chef winner Michael Voltaggio to make a record-setting gin and juice cocktail. Guess how many bottles, guys? Come on, guess. Guess how many bottles made the largest gin and juice drink? Do, do, do. Oh, I can't do that song because I don't have copyrights. I can't do the Jeopardy song. Uh, I'll make up my own. Come on, guess. See, it was very similar, but I had to avoid copyright infringement to make up my own. <laughs> guess how many bottles of Hendrix Gin it took to make the largest? 180 bottles of Hendrix Gin. And the juice was also donated by Whole Foods to fill a... A glass. How tall was this glass, you ask? Come on, guess. Have you guessed? How many feet? 20? 10? 15? 5 feet. I thought it'd be taller than that, but 5 feet. After Snoop and Warren G helped mix the drink, (laughs) a Guinness representative presented them with a plaque that read, The largest paradise cocktail was created by Snoop Snoop Dogg, Warren G, Michael Vitaggio, Kim Somebody, and Kendall Somebody. In Napa, California, May 26, 2018. (laughs) That's so great. Oh, man, I used to do a pretty good Snoop Dogg impression. 
Snoop D O double G. It's not. It's not good anymore. I need something to say uh, to to do my my Snoop Dogg impression. So I'll just let me read this. Yo, I'm now the holder of the Guinness World Record <laughs> for biggest chin inch. Oh, this is terrible. I'm just gonna stop. I swear it used to be good, but that was back when I smoked tons of weed. Maybe I just thought it was good. Have some gin and juice. Enjoy yourself today. This is Jonesy, Weird AF News. A 26-year-old man got a 6-inch shower head stuck in his rectum. Had to have it removed by professionals. Well, this is the kind of thing that you uh, you have to handle if you're on uh, some certain fire departments, too. Remember I did that story about how they're training firefighters to remove stuck dildos and penis rings? <laughs> It's just a thing. People are just putting things up their rectum. Just anything now. Shower heads? What do you, that's got to be so painful. How does that even happen? First of all, you, if you can climb up there, what are you, Spider-Man? You actually climb up this, the shower and get your butt on the shower head? That's crazy. No, I'm assuming they took it off or they bought one from the store and then were like, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, yeah. But in, in my mind, why not just use a dildo at that point? Why the shower head? Obviously, they had to. They were the shower head must have been like being used too. They were thinking to themselves, the shower head with the water spraying. This is going to feel great. Well, you know, a nightmare afterward, and a nightmare for those who had to remove it as well. I feel bad for those people. Whoever they are should be paid triple overtime for that sort of you know gig. Boy, an 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 unidentified man, which is what a really hard word to say. An unidentified. Can we just get rid of that word from from our from our uh, vernacular, please? Visited a hospital, and a medical education and research institute in New Delhi. He required a medical attention for a shower head that was stuck in his rectum. Okay. <laughs> this was, this was uh, reported as accidental insertion of a hand shower in the rectum. <laughs> How is it ac- accidental? I don't think this is accidental. I think this is, you must have had an intention. You don't just accidentally, oh, oh man, I just, you know, sat on a shower head. Or I just, I climbed the wall and put the shower, I mean, it's crazy. That cannot be accidental. Okay, so actually, the, the, the anonymous man claims that he suffered a fall in the shower, which caused the shower head to get stuck in his rectum. He reportedly had to detach the shower head from the wall in order to go to the hospital. All right, so it's obviously on a, a long tube, and uh, but like, you, unless you're sticking it in your butt, man, it, you don't fall on it and it goes up your, up your butt. <laughs> <sighs> Though the patient reported accidental insertion of the shower head, insertion of the shower head. God, this is just a hard article to get through. It's just so many. Just uh, he denied voluntary insertion of the shower head. It, there is a high suspicion, though, of voluntary insertion. Uh, says the doctor. <laughs> the doctors con- conducted a medical scan to diagnose the patient. The scan showed that the shower head was six inches into his pelvis. However, there was no internal damage, luckily, and his vitals showed that he was very stable. <laughs> Lucky for him. Because you can imagine the damage that a, sh- a metal shower head could do to your innards. <sighs> the National Institutes of Health recommends that bedside extraction should always be the first option of removing any foreign objects in your anus that you have stuck, just in case you're wondering how to do that. Jonesy! This is great that you're giving us information on how to remove a stuck object in our anus. We appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Luckily for the man, the doctor that he had went to had plenty of experience removing objects from the rectums of patients. He's quoted as saying, Extraction was done successfully in the operating room under general anesthesia with an uneventful post-procedure 
period, and the patient was discharged after 48 hours of observation, and especially during the shower segment of that patient's stay in our hospital. We wanted to make sure that the patient doesn't have a thing or an attraction for shower heads, so we monitored that as well. (laughs) Oh, the article goes on to tell you about the larger problem of foreign objects being lodged in your rectum, but we all know the problems there. We We don't have to go through that, do we? Jonesy, you don't have to remind us of the problems. We know about it. And thankfully, many fire departments are trained. They have special training in how to remove large objects from people's rectums. (laughs) So if anything happens and I can't get it out myself, you better believe I'll be calling 911 and telling the fire department to please send your boys over. (laughs) Oh man, I just love this world. What's up, y'all? It's Jonesy, Weird AF News host, obviously. want to give some thanks and shout outs to people who called me. Uh, in the last 24 hours. Uh, Jay from Sacramento, dude, so hilarious. He had a great take on the uh, AI and the, you know, the, the Chinese article that I did yesterday. Uh, and Jay, you don't seem very concerned about the AI taking over. And all right, well, you can sleep safely, buddy, but the rest of us aren't, okay? So, <laughs> hey, no, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm worrying, Jay. I'm fucking worrying, <laughs> all right? Also, uh, you asked about how to leave a nice review for me because um, you were kind of... Um, upset that people gave me poor reviews and thank you that's very nice of you listen so i guess yeah i don't know much about this but like whatever uh application that you subscribe to the podcast my podcast on you can rate it on there through the app like on itunes you can give it a bunch of stars and write a review if you can do that it would be awesome man and then um i'll you know send me a link or something if you can i would love to uh to read that out loud too it's nice to read nice ones i'm gonna read a shitty one by the way right now because why not someone wrote uh, one star they gave me, and then they wrote dumb as fuck. They said, my opinion, of course, but this guy is annoying as fuck and sounds like a loser repeating the same sentence 42 different ways in his mom's basement. Even his laugh and breathing is annoying. <laughs> my breathing is annoying. Okay, well, I'll just stop that. <laughs> and by the way, my annoying laugh, like, it's not that bad. You know, it's not like it's... <laughs> That's... Excuse me, that's annoying. My laugh's a little annoying, but not that bad. And of course, you know, I don't live in my mom's basement, bro. Come on. What are you, crazy? I'm not saying I never lived in my mom's basement. There was a time (laughs) when I sold drugs and lived in my mom's basement. But now I'm an upstanding, you know, I'm making it big. I got three roommates in Los Angeles in an apartment. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. My car's held together by duct tape because Jonesy's killing it, obviously. So, yeah, Jay, please leave me a nice review. Bobby Ray also made a comment about my negative reviews and um, and, and then said something about uh, me not, not uh, subscribing to his podcast, which he made a great point, and I'm sorry, Bobby Ray, and then I immediately favorited your podcast. So there you go. Also, shout-outs to Cliffy Mac and Can We Keep It Real, who uh, asked me if I would co-host a podcast with him. And I'm sorry to say, I, I love it. I'm very flattered. Uh, You're not the only one to ask me to co-host a podcast. I've gotten a a bunch of offers to do that. And a lot of the people I don't even respond to, but I just don't have time to do another podcast or to to do, you know, a a co-hosting thing the way, and I can't have another co-host on Weird AF News just because it would interrupt my workflow. I got it to the point now where I do these really quickly. It doesn't take up too much time. I got a nice flow 
and I don't want to take any more time than that's necessary. I don't want to have to schedule around somebody else and all that shit. Right now, I do not get paid at all to do Weird AF News, so I just want to keep it really, really simple. If I get to the point someday where Weird AF News takes off and I have a budget, then maybe I can hire you know people to help me out, maybe even a co-host. I'll start thinking about that when that time comes. But right now, just doing my thing alone, solo. But I appreciate the offers. Uh, it's you know it's very very flattering that you guys dig me and you want to work with me, and I love that. And and we're in a time now where we can work with each other remotely. So maybe one day when I have the time. Um, I can do that, but right now my time is very limited, and I just have enough news, uh, uh, news, just have enough time to do Weird AF News the way that I do it. So thank you. Listen, if you guys want to reach out to me, my phone number is 646-450-2012. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Uh, you can DM me at funnyjones on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also uh, send me a message on Facebook at Comedian Jonesy. Sorry for this big long rant. It's like my usual business that I have to do. I'm putting this kind of stuff at the end of the podcast so you don't have to listen to it if you're sick of it. And now I'm going to play some of the calls that I referred to earlier. And thank you for calling, those of you that did. Loving you. What's up, Jonesy? This is Jay from Sacramento calling, man. Wanted to leave a comment on your podcast about the uh, facial recognition AI from China that found that guy and 20,000 people. And you was talking about how powerful it is. And I was thinking, too, man, it has to be even more powerful than you even imagined because everybody knows all Asians look the same. So how the hell? this program find this guy's face in 20,000 identical looking Asians. I mean, it's amazing, man. And I'm half Asian, so I know that. And, uh, you know, everybody always thinks AI, you know, will kill us all, take over, but you gotta think about it, man. AI is gonna be super hyper-intelligent, just by basically what it is, right? So, everybody should know if they have any kind of intelligence that every single human is different. So how would a super, uber-intelligent computer just subjugate or destroy everybody saying that him, the humankind is crack, cracked out? <laughs> Anyways, man, that's just my thoughts. You're greatest, man. I'm listening to you on the way to work. Oh, and I want to know, where do we leave? Reviews for you, man. I'm going to leave a positive review. Is it stupid Facebook or some crap? I don't go on that crap. Anyway, let me know. Out. Hey, Jonesy. It's Bobby Ray again. You know, if people giving you negative reviews and they're doing it more than once, hey, at least they're listening to you. <laughs> I've been lucky so far. I don't have any reviews at all on my podcast. <laughs> so I got nothing negative. And I did have one fella tell me on uh, Twitter that my podcast was hilarious and he was going to continue to listen. <clears throat> and one thing about it, Jonesy, I've subscribed to your podcast and I listen to everything you put out. And I've sent you links to my podcast, but you haven't subscribed to me. 
Wu Tang. Where, where the fuck are you going? I'm going to roast these marshmallows by this volcano. No, Wu Tang, don't go over there by that volcano. Wu Tang. Hey, what's going on again? It's your boy, Mikey Rebello, host of the Can We Keep It Real podcast. Listening to another episode is weird as fuck news. This guy be coming out with some crazy things, talking about farting on a plane. I would have never thought of that. Hey, we need to hook up, get together. Maybe we can collab a podcast. I'm sure you heard some of my mafia trial-related podcasts. I do all crazy-ass news, but get at me so we can collab something. Uh, again, this is Mikey Rebello. Can We Keep It Real podcast? And weird AF news is off the hook. And that is weird AF. But, yo, on another topic, you're right. I'm not really Boston, Providence, Rhode Island. You know, shout out Providence, that's where I'm from. 